What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? How is it going? It's going all right. Right before we started talking, I was like, it's, I feel like it's been a while since we recorded. And it's weird because it almost feels like it's a Sunday morning just because it's dark and rainy. Yeah. And I feel like it always should be raining on Sunday morning. Yeah. Just, that you should know, be just, the nature of things. It just feels nice and chill. You yeah. just wake up and you're like... Ah, nothing to do today. Turns out it's the end of the day. It is. It is the (laughs) end of the day on a Monday. We're burning the midnight oil. I'll be. I will be a little bit. Yeah, I won't be. I get to go Uh, home. Yeah, you just just get to show up and leave. (laughs) Yep. But uh, but yeah, uh, just because last week was a hectic one uh, for here in the White Wilson household, and so we're getting to it. But we don't worry. Like we said though last week, we warned you this was going to happen. But and we. But then we said, like, our news is going to be super timely. Oh, it's super fresh. We've got such fresh fresh news. And we got fresh gaming content to talk about because that's what we like to do here on Team Chat Podcast, a weekly video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. You can catch a new episode on Tuesday, 9 a.m. when those go out. That is central time when we do that. And you can listen to them across podcast services around the world wide web as well as watch a video version on YouTube and Twitch. You can also find us on social media such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as join our Discord channel. The link for that is in the comments in the description below. You can also support the show on patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast if you are really loving what we are creating for you each and every week. Um, so you can check that out. We've got a couple different tiers for you on there where you can get the either the audio or video version or both if you're at a high enough tier for the five at the five dollar tier to get those a day early before the general Tuesday release, as well as you will get ac- access, regardless of which tier you join, to our private patron only channel on our Discord, the Rogues Gallery. So check that out, patreon.com slash team chat podcast. And a big thank you to all of our current patrons who help make each and every episode possible. Love you, boo. Mm-hmm. You are all wonderful people. You're all our boos. You're yes. all our waifus. Waifus and husbandos. <laughs> That's what all of you are. But before we get into our main topics, we do have some news and upcoming releases. Hit us with that news, Morgan. All right. So actually, even though so much has already come out in the month of October, a crap ton more is coming out. So on October 9th, today's episode's air date, Tuesday, October 9th, we have Disgaea 1 Complete coming okay. out for PS4 and Switch. If you're not familiar with Disgaea, it is essentially the fighting game built off of Final Fantasy-related characters. Uh, so if, if you're a big fan of the Final Fantasy series, even if it's just for the fan factor, the Disgaea games are pretty interesting. Uh, in other news, we have WWE 2K19. favorite series. My, the, finally, right? <laughs> for PS4. Literally X- tapping my toe every day waiting <laughs> PS4, for that PS4, Xbox One, and PC October 9th. We have The Occupation. PS4, Xbox One, and... PC. We've also got Mark of the Ninja Remastered for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. All of those October 9th. Uh, One that I actually did not realize was coming out, but that I'm probably going to buy, Child of Light is coming to Switch. Yeah, good old old Child of Light is coming to the Switch on October 11th. Luigi's Mansion 3DS, the uh, remake that they announced, I believe, at E3. Luigi's Mansion for 3DS is coming out October 12th. The World... Oh, this is another remake I was really wanting. Uh, The World Ends With You Final Remix is hitting Switch on October 12th. And then we also have Call of Duty Black Ops 4 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC again October 12th. So, a ton is coming out, some new, some old, most of them good, especially WWE oh, yeah. 2K19. I mean, that's a top 10 game for the year, for sure. Yeah, we've also got a little year. bit of, uh, not quite 
video game related news, but near and dear to the hearts of Team Chat Podcast, uh, ARK recently notified us that our wonderful friends at LaCroix, it is LaCroix, by the way, um, are in a little bit of trouble right now because a lawsuit has just been launched by some weirdos in Illinois claiming that uh, the natural branding of LaCroix is not factual because supposedly one of their ingredients is commonly used in cockroach insecticide. So it's not cockroach insecticide. It's just an ingredient that might yeah, be. it might, might be. be. Allegedly ingre- is what they're saying. Allegedly yeah, is that it's an it. ingredient used. I'm not buying it. You don't get flavors. Yeah this no. fresh yeah you do not get flavors this fresh like this a- apricot that we're drinking like right here you miller do Light branded not <laughs> get that fresh natural flavor from insecticide i refuse to believe it yeah i, I don't believe it either i take think a big old is, swig of this yeah, right I now i think it's lies wait we have to cheers to it mm. spit that out <laughs> to the to the Sponsor us, Oh, that's please. delicious. Hey, please, please sponsor us. <laughs> but a couple of other like quick little news things that we did have to cover that we did want to cover as well. Also related to uh, uh, some uh, lawsuits. Some releases. No, no. Lo- yes, actually, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah we'll is. do that one first. That's a perfect segue. Um, so it did come out within the last week, actually, on October second. The, the ongoing saga. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, two lawsuit related stories. That's oh, right. Are they all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it did. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> so this first one uh, f- from October second is that it came out, and this is an article from Polygon. The Witcher author Andrzej Sapkowski. Oh, I was going to say it right, and then I stuttered across my own self. But That's it's going. Andrzej. Nah, the first. Now I'm you, butchering you it all over the place. Over, the Witcher author Andrzej Sapkowski demands more than 16 million in royalties. Basically, the story here is that when the when CD Projekt Red uh, approached um, the the author to make you know to base their video game on the, on his stories and everything, he originally said, "Let's see here. I'm trying to find it all down here. Basically, he the author said that he was like." Video games—they're not—they're not a big thing. This isn't going to sell. So why am I going to agree to a percentage base payout, basically, on royalties or sales of the game? I'll just take a lump sum now and be done with it. And the sum that it came out to was about ninety-five hundred dollars U.S. Well. Obviously, the Witcher series was a massive success. It exploded. CD Projekt Red is now one of the most respected video game companies out there. Absolutely. Without question. Yeah. And so now he wants a little piece of that pie. And Jared and I are completely in agreement that we think the author should not win this case. And that is based on the fact this isn't breach of contract, people. He agreed to the lump sum at the beginning of when the contract with CD Projekt Red was made. He just wants more money now The Witcher is massively successful. Well, and too, what he's claiming in his lawsuit, because he's the the ground that he's saying that he stands on, and this is what here is in this. So in this Polygon article, rather than the lump sum payment negotiated previously, the letter requests 6% of the profits obtained for the lifetime of the franchise. For the earnings on The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt alone, the letter claims Sapkowski is entitled to at least 60 million Polish zlotys, or around $16.11 million U.S. In addition to applying Polish law, the letter goes even further by claiming that the agreement between CD Projekt and Sapkowski only ever pertained to the first video game in the series. Now, you, And then they have the full... Uh, demand for payment is on is there where you can go and read. Uh, but CD Projekt Red posted its response, uh, set, 
basically says in this article here, roughly translated from Polish, it calls the author's claims groundless. Quote, all liabilities payable by the company and associated therewith have been properly discharged. It concludes. And that's basically all they've said yeah. about that. So, so far, we still haven't really waited on, uh, haven't heard anything else. Obviously, yeah, he's about to make a boatload more money because of the Netflix yeah, show that's about to come out. he's just being greedy now. But, you know, I Bob mean, Munch. if... And I will say, if the if it only pertained to the first game, then yes, he's entitled. Yes, yeah, so that actually could open it up for potentially, you know, copyright infringement, breach of contract. Yeah. So he might have grounds there, but if not, then no, yeah. you don't get then to no, be like... you missed your train. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we've seen this happen, and, and I get it. Like, hindsight's twenty twenty kind of thing. Like, the big other story that's very similar to this that I can think about is that apparently... Sean Connery was approached with the role to play Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movies. Sucker. <laughs> and he basically was like, no, I don't understand the script. Well, then those – and then the percentage that he was going to make, he would have earned like billions, I think, like <laughs> he, that he was going to get. But he turned it down because he didn't do it. Then he goes – but then, you know, he didn't sue and Lionsgate and all that different stuff for or, for uh, Miss Royalties because obviously he didn't take the part. But then he then took the next role that came along that he didn't understand thinking it might have the same thing, which was A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, Which yeah. was not a good film. You know what's funny? I actually really like that movie. Really? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I saw it once a long time ago. It was just like... <sighs> it might just be because I thought Captain Nemo was really cool. Yeah. Who I thought he Captain was... Off- I have no freaking idea. Yeah. I just know that when I was a kid and I saw Nemo in his giant submarine, I was like, mother of God, this that's cool. cool. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, it's one of those things. It definitely kind of seems like those hindsight 2020 and he's trying to see what he can get from it. But I mean... I mean, his books have done incredibly well. His yeah. show, the show is, is like going he's to do already, well. He's not poor, people. Yeah. He's going to have but a I get ton it. of money. I, I do. I understand like the, the drive behind it. But the, although if it turns out to be legally, if he has a legal standing, is yet to be seen. But uh, we'll update that as we, know, as we learn more. So the other bit of news that we did want to talk about was related to yet another lawsuit or a lawsuit embroiled thing. It is with Telltale's closing. Uh, it, was, it came out today. The 8th, as of this recording, this is a GameSpot article that we're referring to here, that Telltale's Walking Dead final season will continue after massive layoffs. This is la- story is by Eddie Makich. Uh, basically, the uh, Robert Kirkman, the creator of Walking Dead, came out and confirmed that Skybound Entertainment has announced it's partnering with Telltale to finish the studio's fi- Walking Dead, the final season. So, quote, we successfully negotiated with Telltale Games for our company Skybound to come in and see season four of the Telltale game to completion, Kirkman said during an appearance at New York Comic Con this weekend. We can't lose Andrew Lincoln and Clementine in the same year, because apparently Andrew Lincoln's leaving the show this season. Okay. Supposedly. Oh, okay. We'll see if that actually happens. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, there's that. And then the final bit of fun news that to round this out is, and this is having to do with game releases, it was announced today, this morning, October 8th, that Guacamelee 1 and 2 will be coming to Switch. Guacamelee 1 is actually out on Switch now. Ooh. It came out today, so you can play it. You can go to the Nintendo eShop, and you can buy Nintendo. I mean, you can buy Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship <laughs> Edition, which is what it's called. You can buy Guacamelee 1 on there then, and Guacamelee 2 will be coming in December. Stoked. Which is awesome. It's very I, awesome. I'm very, like, Guacamelee is just the perfect port for the Switch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, any any type of platform. If I didn't like want that, it to have played it yeah. right when it came out, I probably would have and waited for Switch. And now I'm actually kind of glad that I waited, because yeah. I think I'm going to wait until the holidays, see if maybe they bundle them, like Ooh, do a Guacamelee 1 and 2 bundle cool. on, like, the online store or that something. Cool. So I definitely want to get those games, and I want to play them on the Switch. I just feel like it'll feel feel better in my It probably hands. will. It probably will. I can't wait to be a chicken. <laughs> 
Oh, you're going to have so much <laughs> fun as so being a chicken. Fun. <laughs> it's going to be great. Well, getting on to our main topic of the day, we have two first impressions coming at you because last, as we said and alluded to at the end of our episode last week, this is we've now had Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Mario Party released both last friday on october 5th so i played assassin's creed mogan played super mario i actually didn't i played super mario assassin's creed, creed. it's different that's true yeah i played a very different game i sir. see i see i'm sorry yeah. i stand corrected sorry but uh so she's gonna give us our first impression of that i'm gonna talk about some, some assassin's creed fun and goodness but Kick us off, why don't you? All right, so Super Mario Party for the Nintendo Switch. This is, of course, the newest installment in a long-standing series of Mario Party games. Uh, Mario Party goes back as far as the GameCube? I believe so, yes. Wait, did it predate GameCube? I will check. Oh my god, yeah, check up on that. I I think that for me, the first time I ever encountered it would have been on GameCube, but I could be totally wrong about my timeline there. Uh, So anyways, the premise of Mario Party for anyone... Anyone, I guess, that hasn't played it or has never even heard about it is that it's Mario in what is essentially a board game format. So, of course, you and your friends all join together and you play, you know, multiplayer Mario Party, typically couch co-op kind of thing. Uh, You're typically competing against each other to collect stars by traversing around what is essentially a board. So, uh, to go back... It did predate the GameCube. It was for the first one. Mario Party came out in 1998 for, for the this SNES? N64. The N64. How about them apples? All right, my bad. I don't know why. I, uh, whatever. Anyways, I'm it's old. My brain cells are kind of collapsing. It's, it's fine. Uh, so Mario Party is what is in essence the perfect marriage for me of two things that I love: Mario and board games. I love board games, and I love the. I know that a lot of people actually uh, hate the chance factor that comes into play with things like board games. They complain they're not skill based. God, if everything isn't as hard as Dark Souls, it's not a real game. I mean, I got pretty good at rolling the dice and risk and getting double sixes as defenders. See, there is skill based, but a lot, of people, a lot of people hate Mario Party games because they hate the RNG, the random number generator. They're like, no, gosh, it's not a real game. I say, F you. We're having fun. You know, if you're not having fun, you can go home. How about mm. that? Uh, and it's been a while since we've had a really good Mario Party game. Uh, the last few installments have tried a bunch of new and weird things like putting all of the players in one car together that traverses the board as a unit. It's been real questionable. A lot of people have been waiting for uh, a better version of Hmm. Mario Party to come out. So Super Mario Party is much more based on what the old Mario Party games were structured as. There's no shared car. Everybody moves individually, but it comes with a bunch of new and very interesting features. So uh, typically the maximum amount of players that you can have in Mario Party is four. And if you just want to play single player on your own, then of course the game uh, pre-populates for you uh, computer characters. And uh, uh, the real kind of catch of Super Mario Party is this really interesting new piece that they factored in, which is every character now has both a regular dice, which is just one through six, Mm -hmm. and the choice to roll their own character-specific die. So the character-specific die are really interesting. So let's take, for example, I think it's Bowser. Bowser has a really interesting die because two of the sides are like minus two coins. So you might roll 
and go nowhere because mm-hmm. you land on minus two coins, and then you just lose money for your roll and you stay in the same spot. But then I think it scales up from there of having like the, the chance to roll really high numbers. And I can't remember all the numbers off the top of my head, so don't like quote me on any of these. I'm sure I'm wrong about them. Uh, but I think Bowser's goes up to like being able to roll a 10. That might be wrong. It might be a nine or an eight. Mm-hmm. But so the point I'm trying to make here is that the die are very different depending on who you are. A shy guy has a die that is a zero on one one side, and every other side is just a four. So it's almost guaranteed that he will always roll a four, except on the unlikely chance, uh, excuse me, the unlucky chance that you happen to hit the zero. Right. Uh, Princess Daisy, she has one that is primarily threes and fours. Like three sides are threes, two sides are fours, and I think one side might be a one. I'll check on that. Yeah. So the uh, different characters that you choose actually do have different effects on the board, which is something that I haven't really, as far as I know, uh, have encountered in past Mario uh, Party games. So the kind of top tier characters are actually kind of considered shy guy because his die guarantees you very reliable roles all the time. Get that consistency. Or characters like, for example, Wario, and I think Bowser might be one of them as well, who they're chance factor is a little bit more random, Mm -hmm. but their average role is typically higher. So that's one of the key factors that they changed about the game. The other one that I actually uh, am kind of a little bit not fully sold on yet and that I'm actually kind of perturbed by is this really weird feature that is only on certain spaces on the board. You might land on a space called an ally space. Or you might actually get an an item called the ally phone, which lets you basically phone a friend like, uh, what's that? Who wants to be a millionaire be, style? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, also a famous a lifeline. video game. A lifeline. That's right. It gives you a lifeline. <laughs> um, so there are the, these ally spaces, which if I'm uh, Princess Daisy and I land on an ally space, it pulls up this little random event where it's like, cool, who do you want to call to come help you? And it's random and the screen will pop up and it'll rotate through all of the other characters that are available who aren't already being played. Okay. So if Mario, Wario, Yoshi, and Princess Daisy are being played, none of them will be available for an ally, but everybody else that you've already unlocked will be. Okay. Let's say that I roll Boo, uh, that I hit King Boo as my ally. He'll float down from the heavens. He'll bring his dice with him. So I can then, from then on in the game, either roll the regular die, the Princess Daisy die, or the Boo die. And in addition to that, every time I roll, no matter what, Boo follows me around the rest of the game. Oh, and okay. And every time I roll, he also rolls a special die that can only roll a one or a two. So no matter what, when I roll, I am guaranteed a plus one or a plus two, which is insane when you consider that if I phone a friend or if I land on another ally space, I just get more allies. I had it happen to me in a game where the AI had three allies. Oh, wow. So it had like its own character. It was some somebody I hated. It was like Luigi. I can't remember who it was. I was like, boo, Luigi. Uh, so it had th- basically four people all rolling at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, that's really OP. Because, I mean, you could argue that it might potentially be a bad thing because... 
Every now and then you do want to roll low if you're trying to get something really close to you that's very specific. Right. Like if you're trying to land on a special event space, if you're trying to land on a versus space, Mm -hmm. you might really want that low roll. But the point of Mario Party is traverse the board the fastest to get to the star. If you have guaranteed pluses on all of your rolls all the time, and that never goes away throughout the course of the game, that's actually a major bonus. And I think that it probably shouldn't be that way. Uh, I think it would be a little bit more, it would make more sense. Because, I mean, again, not only are you getting the guaranteed pluses, you're getting every character's die. Right. So it's just like crazy that it does it that way. I think that when you get a new ally, excuse me, when you land on a second ally space, you should have to trade out. Like, you should get the option to pick which ally you want to keep, and then the other one should go away. That would be good. That would be a fun little feature, just to give you that a yeah. little bit more choice to it. Because I feel like the ally space Slash keep it from have, being way too overpowered. Yeah, I just think... I think it's super OP. Mm. I, I really don't like that feature, being able to just stack allies with no like end in sight. Right. And let's say you have a character like Shy Guy to start with who has a really reliable die. You might be able to like tool it to where you land on those ally spaces with consistency. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a little bit more evident in certain boards that naturally have a high amount of ally spaces. So when you initially start the game, um, the uh, amount of boards that you currently have is just three before you've unlocked any more. Those are Thwomp Ruins, uh, King Bob-omb's Mine, and a really pretty one that's just like a fun tropical island. It's like a bunch of islands and they're all shaped like fruit, and I was like, yay, I like that one. Bright colors, the ocean. That seems pleasant uh, they're all really fun though i think the tropical island one is my favorite and it does look like i haven't gotten there yet but it does appear as though there are unlockable um boards and something called gems which i haven't figured out what those are yet so we'll find out okay it might be some special feature that unlocks even more boards which is what i'm hoping for because the more boards the better right Now, in addition to the standard Mario Party mode, which is just board game mode, basically, there are a couple of other weird modes modes as well. There's one that is basically a rhythm game that's just kind of like you and your friends face off using like the Switch HD rumble Joy-Cons. There we go. Joy-Cons. I haven't played that one yet because I don't want to. And also I have downstairs neighbors. Ah. So me stomping around dancing to a rhythm game. Yeah, they might be a little unhappy with me about that one. Sounds like a bad plan. And then there's another one that I haven't tried, which is like a co-op river rafting, which is where you're all in in like a raft together and you're trying to get down a river, I guess, Oregon Trail style. Oh, yeah. Just don't die of dysentery and you'll be set. Just like, exactly. Uh, Now, my biggest complaint about the game is coming up. And honestly, it almost ruins the entire experience. Oh, no. Uh, I'm having serious thoughts about returning my copy. Damn. Okay. So, so you <laughs> know bad. how uh, Super Mario Party is meant to be played with friends. Yes. And if you really don't play it with your friends, it's kind of not even a little bit as fun. Yeah. And Nintendo just recently launched their online service. Oh, so you have to have the online service to play it? No, it doesn't matter. Okay. You could still have online service. You cannot play regular Mario Party with your friends online. Period. Wait. You okay, can't. so wait, what now? Okay, yeah, say, that, say I, that one more time. I, I want to make sure sink, I understand I want this. that to sink in for you. So, regular Mario Party. Okay. Board game style Mario Party. Boom. No matter what. Yes. If I have the online service through Nintendo, okay. I still cannot play that mode with my friends online. It's not an option. 
You have to play couch. No. Yes, you have to play couch Couch or with AI. You have to play with AI or with couch co-op because if you have the online service, there is a friend online mode, Uh but it is in essence a tournament style mini game bonanza. So it's just you and your friends and you just play mini games back to back to back. There's no board. There's no dice. There's no rolling. It's its own separate thing and it's complete bullshit. That's mind blowing. It's the now this could totally be my bad in that I assumed that you would be able to play online with your well, friends I mean, the whole as thing about, any logical person would think. Well, because that's the whole th- idea behind this game and is that you're supposed not, to play, be able to play nope. couch and online. Although I guess this is the first one though that you can play online because it's the first time that yes. so Nintendo's had that ability. This is the first Mario Party ever that you can play online. Okay, but for them to do that to make online service. And to make a Mario Party game online compatible, but not make it compatible for Mario Party is insane. That's really weird. And it's infuriating. Like, I'm legitimately so mad about this. I can't believe how stupid a decision that is. Because, too, I feel like the mini games. Those are the ones that is, are going to be like the rhythm game that you're talking about. Those are going to be the ones that are going to be way more fun to play with people in the room yeah. rather than playing it online. So, yeah. It's really that's I, really I can't wrap stupid. my mind around that. And I'm so... I told everybody the minute I figured it out, like I texted all of my friends that I thought might get it, and I was like, don't buy it. Wow, I didn't get that yeah, text. Damn. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, knew, <laughs> I knew I was going to see you. <laughs> well, I also didn't think that you were probably going to buy it. No, not, a, not anytime soon. But so here's the thing. For you and Sam, for example, it is a very fun game. That is true. I mean, I absolutely agree that it's a good game. I think the mini games are fantastic. Uh, I have yet to encounter a mini game that I genuinely did not enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still the classic, you know, four player mini games where it's everybody versus everybody. There's two versus two mini games. There's the one versus three mini games, and they're all really fun and they're all clever. I like all of them. But the fact that you can't play those in the context of Mario Party board game style with your friends online is just horrendously. Just, I, it's mind blowing. It's yeah, mind boggling. That's, that's bad. I can't understand why they did it that way. That's really weird. I'm very perturbed. Oh man, yeah, that's upsetting. It's very I mean, that upsetting. sounds like a very fun. It's very fun upsetting. Mode. It's like Nintendo thinks that no one has friends that aren't physically present. It's like, yeah. bruh, I have so many friends. My family doesn't live with me. I would play it more. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I would be the main mode I would be playing unless I was playing with Sam would be online. Yep. Because I mean, like, to some extent, like playing that stuff is with AI is okay, but it's not the same as playing with people. It's so much more fun, more fun to play with your friends, and especially because Nintendo does, in theory, I haven't tried it yet, uh, but in theory, um, you can use the Nintendo app to use voice chat in Mario Party. But why would you want to if you can't play the real Mario Party with your friends? It's just it's just insane. It's insane that they did it this way, and I just can't wrap my mind around it. It boggles the mind. Oh my god, I'm so mad. So it's almost a great game if it weren't for the one glaring fault holding it back. That's a pretty big fault though. Yeah, it's say. a massive fault. Having um, not played it, like that sounds like I a mean, big I mean, honestly, unless you have a lot of 
nearby friends who you have over all the time, or if you have a bunch of roommates, or if you're a parent with kids, or if you're kids with parents and you want your parents <laughs> to spend more time with you. <laughs> I mean, anytime that you have the context of, yes, I have friends who are here with me to play couch co-op, yeah. it's awesome. It'll be a great game for that. But if you were going to buy it to be able to play with your friends online, I absolutely cannot recommend it. And in addition, I would like to mention they might change this at a later time, uh, but right now it appears as though the mini games that you can play in the online mode with your friends are set in an online rotation. So you can actually only play. So you can't pick and choose. Nope. There's like a custom mode where you can pick and choose from a selection. But it is what? not all. Yeah, it's 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 a massive list of just baffling problems. That remind. I mean that. I mean that's similar though. I will say to other multiplayer games. Say for example, because um, it's just what comes to mind. Call of Duty on on console. You're doing like a team death match, and you select. Um, you know, you're, and it just brings in. It, it does the a, map vote? Yeah, it's a, and you it's a pick, map it, and you get to pick and choose from those. That is different from when I originally started was and was playing Call of Duty on my Mac. So I was playing it on PC, where I could then choose servers that were only playing specific maps. So then you can't, you know, you can go and right. pick and choose. So I'm sure it's different. You know, but so it's different on PC thing. than it is on the console. But still, though, if yeah, if you're with your friends sitting in a room or you're in a lobby with them and you're and you can't choose. I want to play this game. Yeah. And the difference, of course, between Mario, what Mario Party is doing and Call of Duty is you can play online with your friends in Call of Duty. Yeah, that's true. You can't in the same context in Super Mario Party, and it is absolute BS. That's uh, weird. I, I genuinely, unless you meet the conditions of having people that you know you'll actively play with in person, I really can't recommend it. Damn. It's, it's like a solid middle thumb. It's not a thumbs up. It's not exactly a thumbs so down. Like a five, it, it is it, a good game. Yeah. But man, the online factor is massively holding it back. That's that's very interesting to hear. Yeah. I, I honestly thought you were going to be, you have glowing. Oh man. Like if, it's if, all fun. So it the just thing kills is, itself. Uh, it did make, the game did make a ton of really nice improvements to the UI. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it is so awesome. You can, uh, every time you encounter a mini game, like when it pulls up the mini game screen, it gives you a playable practice version. You can all practice within the UI before you all say that you're ready oh, to nice. move on to the, mid, to the actual mini game, which is great. I like that. Because especially if you're playing with friends and they've never played before, yeah, they need to practice. Unless you just want to be like a dick to your friends and just be way better. (laughs) Who doesn't? Yeah, who wouldn't want to do that? There's this fun little feature where, like, if you and your friends are in like a one v three and the three win, you all get to high five each other at the end, like in game. Which, if you're Goomba, is hilarious because he doesn't have hands. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Just like jumps and like side checks you. So there, there's a ton of good things about the game. The graphics are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. The sound quality is fantastic the characters are all very expressive and very unique in their own right but the online mode is just such a just a just a just a fist right to the gut just to be like a slap to the face the biggest pimp slap of all time it's just unacceptable that it would be set up this way and i'm very mad about it interesting yeah 
That's upsetting. That's upsetting. It's very to hear. upsetting. So let's switch gears and hear about what I hope is a better game. So uh, yes, I will talk about that, but I do want to take a quick pause because talking about Mario Party and talking about playing it with friends and all that other thing, I meant to mention this earlier in the episode, and I feel like it's time to get this out to announce this, being that it's almost here upon us. Is that we are going to take part and do a stream for Extra Life 2018. Those of you who are unaware, it is a 24 hour. Video gaming stream where uh, it's gonna be fun. raising money for children's hospitals and, and for different medical medical causes. And we so have never for, participated we before. And I, it's literally been one of those things I've wanted to do it for the last couple of years. Um, and well, just, I hate children, so I'm really not into it. But <laughs> you know, damn the kids! But you know, <laughs> to damn kids. But, but, uh, but anyway, so we're going to be doing that for the first time this year. Uh, we'll we'll have more information because we're still figuring out details. As in, like, do we want to join somebody else's team or do we want to form our own team? As we have that information, we'll be getting it out to you. It is though on November third, so Saturday, the first Saturday in November. Uh, it's 24 hours, so we will pretty much be going. All day and into the into the the fourth, I'm sure for a little bit there, because uh, I'm I'm imagining again. This is all information. We'll have more details on later. We just wanted to make the announcement that we're doing it. I would imagine we'll start probably somewhere like nine ten in the morning. You know, so that way it's not like we're starting at midnight. No, we're starting at midnight. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, we are. No, that's a weird. That's a random yeah, time. We're, do we're starting midnight. Don't worry, don't worry, guys. We're starting midnight. Yeah, we'll talk about this. It's going to be decided later. But still, <laughs> just so you know, it's definitely a midnight. You we're <laughs> we're going to be doing it November 3rd. Uh, be watching for more details for that as they as it comes. Because Mario Party would be a really fun game to play. It would be. And so, I, well, I can bring it over, of course. Yeah. We're going to get a capture card for this, so we'll actually be able to do Switch streaming, which yeah. is really exciting. And, like, see our faces, so it's not going to be just watching the gameplay. Oh, like no. Because we'll be showing, you know, we'll no. have cameras and all that different stuff. It'll be, it's going to be a fun time. I will so, just be wearing my pajamas. I'm not getting dressed up for this. I mean, you don't really have to. Jam jams. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be doing all that different stuff and we're going to try to like figure out some like fun goals or, or things like that once we hit certain amount of money raised and all that. So more information on that coming later. But now, yes, let's jump in. Let's get into some Assassin's Creed. Let's travel to ancient Greece. Switching wheels to Super Mario Odyssey, which I understand has gone back in time. To the, Mario to is now exploring ancient Greece. Yes. How's, it, how's it going for him? It's going great so far. It's going, it's going pretty good. But yes, yeah, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey just came out also <laughs> on Friday, October 5th. And I've been playing the game since then. I will say, just because of some things that have been going on in this last week, I have, wasn't able to necessarily play as much as I wanted to. I saw I have, you on there, though. I saw yeah, you yeah, yeah. I've been playing. I put in, I think, I got like six hours in, I think. Six to maybe seven, I want to say. Um, and I really haven't advanced that far into the story. <laughs> Um, I have, you're so transfixed by Cassandra's beauty. Oh, you just like she candy. Is, I mean, <laughs> she's a babe. She is a babe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, because of, so, yeah, I chose Cassandra <laughs> as as my hero. Uh, and quite honestly, there was really no question for me. I don't think there's much of a question for most people. No, like What's every the dude's name, Alexios. Alexios. Like I really think that's it's kind of funny and. Honestly, like I kind of see it as like a faux pas on Ubisoft's part for how they should have marketed the game. Alexios is over is all over most of the most of the advertising. I mean, they still show Cassandra and all that stuff, but like wallpapers that you see everywhere, the main uh, art, in, uh, the main art for the cover, cover art. There it is. I'll spit it out. Is has Alexios on oh, it. Now I'm not I will okay say that. No, no, no. I will say though, 
to give them credit, they do have a reversible cover that has Cassandra. Good. Which I immediately switched. Yeah, of course. I agree with what you're saying here because like with the official marketing campaign being all about Alexios, they clearly missed what the market wanted because from the fan perspective, everything I've seen about Assassin's Creed Odyssey has been Cassandra. Cassandra. I don't even know what Alexios looks like. Just long hair. Because no one is playing as him. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know why. Just I think everyone... I mean, I think also too. Everyone is is very much looking for these str- for these strong, you know, prominent female characters to be able to play as, and you know, and especially now as that as it's shifting to where there are becoming more and more prominent, and it's not just Lara Croft. Yeah, you know, I think or people, Samus Aran or Samus the OG, or you know, are, people are looking for more characters like that to play as, and you know, we've had Aloy, we have Ellie in The Last of Us, and now here's Cassandra, and I think that's we have what, Princess Daisy yes, in Super Mario Party. That is true, and we'll say though. Assassin's Creed has had female p- protagonists in the past. There's been Eveline from Assassin's Creed Liberation, and there has been Evie Fry in uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So there ha- What a name, Evie Fry? Or maybe it's just Eve oh, Fry. Oh, God. I'm I actually not like that name at Syndicate. all. Uh, but anyway. Anyways. <laughs> so there are fe- more female characters, but this is the one that I think you can literally play the whole game as a female character. Oh, and then Aya from Origins. Um which you get to play as her, but still, the majority of the game, quest. you're playing as Bayek. Right. Um, and so this one is the first one where it lets you choose. Alexios, Cassandra. I chose Cassandra. I also really like that they're not just the same character with a different gender. I like that they actually are are made to be different people. See, and I thought beforehand that it was going to be that choice that I it is the so same too. it's the same character same everything alexios and alexios like yeah. that's kind of what i assumed they would do and but, i like that they didn't but when the game begins and i will say again this is my first impressions i'm not going in to go into spoilers and go into story really but i do want to just say this as the beginning when it comes up to the character selection screen you find this artifact your current time your modern time character uh layla who is the same character from uh origins when you are first her, she finds an ancient artifact, and that's what you you find the DNA to be able to you put into the animus to then use I access forget the memories. That there's this weird framing device. It really they just is. need to ditch that. They really man. do. God, uh, it's more of a of a hindrance at this exactly. point. Exactly. Like. But anyway, when you're analyzing this artifact, that comes up and it says we found DNA matching two different people. So they don't, you know, oh. Alexio having used it, Alexios and Cassandra. So it's not... That's pretty cool. It's not a, uh, like, you either Cassandra used it if you want to play as Cassandra or Alexios used it. So apparently that implies that at some point in the story... You will meet Alexios as Cassandra. That would be... That's cool. I like that. Or you would meet Cassandra if you were playing as Alexios. Maybe you can romance Alexios. Now, let's not. Let's let's not (laughs) go there. I'm not saying saying I think it's a good idea. I'm just saying maybe you can. (laughs) This is ancient Greece, not Alabama. Not Alabama. Roll time. But you know uh, speaking of which, twenty twenty <laughs> Assassin's Creed Alabama will be coming. Dear God. Out. You can romance a gator. You can it's gonna be great. Oh my God. Poor Alabama. Um, I'm from there. <laughs> it's okay for me to say the stuff you guys. Oh, I live there. Oh my god. But anyway, so I do really appreciate that it is like an RPG where regardless of the character that you choose, you have a authentic or genuine backstory, separate backstory from the other characters. Right. It's not just all meshed into one. Um, 
But as as far from that, the main things that I've really picked up on other than Cassandra and how badass Cassandra is, she really is. Like within the first few minutes of playing as her and when you first interact with her and like her fighting style and she interacts with other characters I'm immediately just like you're awesome you're just, you're just awesome. too damn you're cool just great <laughs> and so I just really enjoy her as a character already uh, graphically it looks great it's a beautiful game I think from what the previous Assassin's Creed games which would have been Syndicate from when uh, or Syndicate was before the like revamp of the series which began with Origins the graphics and origins are fantastic. Like lighting, sound, atmosphere, all that different things look great. Pretty much, I mean, it's only a year later, so it hasn't improved that much. Yeah. The big thing I have noticed, though, is facial animations. Oh, really? In dialogue and different stuff like that. Because with RPGs in the past, everyone's seen this, characters can be like screaming or, or sobbing or crying, and their face is just... A blank slate. <laughs> yeah. This game is it's not like, that well, way. This is Everybody has very expressive faces, even in people you're just talking to, to get your quests. Look at this hottie. My God. Look at this total just so package. Badass. Just great. Look at those greaves. <laughs> <laughs> look at those, look the at those bracers. greaves you've ever seen. It's great. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, phone. so I've really noticed that, that the facial animations have improved even from Origins, which is a really cool, a really cool thing. Uh, the biggest thing is immediately out the gate. I haven't, like I said, I haven't got very far, but I can already tell there's so much to do. It's, I it assume just feels, it's a massive game. It feels very epic. It feels very massive and expansive, and I feel like I've just barely scratched the surface to what I'm going to be able to do. It really has improved. Origins had a crafting system where you could kill animals to get pelts, different things like that. This one has gone further where if you found like metals and different things like that you would find those in origins you would find them in jars containers different things like that this one you actually can find like iron sticking out of a rock and you'll and you'll be able to just pick it up different things like that um let's see here real quick while you're doing that i do just want to mention that the voice actress for cassandra is melisanthi mahout a Greek Canadian actress. Well, what a combo! Canadian. We've got some Canadian fans out there. We, do. we sure do. Do you guys know her? I, yeah, do <laughs> <laughs> I assume. You're all in the same country. <laughs> it's really like, small, right? <laughs> anyway, so there's that. <laughs> but uh, but yes, um, the big changes though, and which the some changes that I've seen. That I've that I really like do come from the combat system. The combat system has been changed even more from what it was in Origins. Because I know that you loved the combat system from Origins. I, I did. This one stays the same with Origins, where it shows damage counters and all this other stuff. But this one now, the big change, one of the big changes, is you parry by pressing L one R one at the same time. Ooh, okay. And you'll Bam. do a parry, which stuns the enemy. You can do a couple extra hits. You also now, instead of just having a normal dodge, you can do your dodge if you by a quick tap, and you'll dodge. If you hold it, you'll do like a long jump roll kind of dodge. That's nice. So it's a little more built in there. The big thing from in Origins, you would eventually charge up your stamina or ability bar, which then once it was fully charged, you could activate an overpower attack. See, that's called charging your limit. That's actually from Final Fantasy VII. Okay, cool. Fun fact. The, today I learned. <laughs> I don't know. That. Now, I do know that it's a system from Final Fantasy VII, and it sounds like exactly the same thing you're describing. Yeah, it's just you got a bar. You, you more, the more Every, guys you hit everybody with knows attacks and that stuff like that. cloud has to charge limit. It's the yeah. same in Smash. So... <laughs> Just fun fact. Well, really, any game that has like an ability bar that you like a superpower move that right, you're going to unleash. Course. Well, in this one now, 
you don't have one long bar. It's broken up, and I'm sure maybe as you progress more, you'll get more slots. But basically, at the beginning of the game, where it starts out, you have four. And as you fill these up, then you can do these overpower moves, which from trailers and everything like that, one of the most ones, which I will say also is one of the most gratifying abilities in any game ever, is, I is I know what the talking. Spartan Kick. Oh my god, it is so fun to be on top of a building, to be on top of anything, and, or just on the ground. And some you're fighting like one of the bosses or like a, a, a bigger bad guy, like a bandit leader or something like that, and you Spartan kick that mofo across so the map. For and anybody that doesn't so gratifying. Anybody that doesn't know what he's talking about, he's referencing the movie Three Hundred. This is Sparta. <laughs> well, like the, the main character Leonidas, like just kicks this guy into a well, and it's oh, awesome. So great. <laughs> uh, the, the other one that I've unlocked right now is called Charging Bull, which basically you just like run forward really quick and like knock people to the side because this one is you can tell really more embracing the mythological side of things. Good, finally. I think so too. You're not just like a dude who has a abilities and you know can jump from really high up and land safely in a stack of hay <laughs> and be quiet but this one it's really like i think one of the later missions you're even gonna fight medusa and that's been in advertising Ooh, so that's fun. that's not a spoiler or a reveal in any way cool and so i really do you make, get to romance to medusa if you want to take the chance of turning into stone every time she I'll casts take the her chance gaze. on romance <laughs> i'm gonna make it work <laughs> so that has been really cool the other big thing that i've that I've that other change from Origins that I've really liked, and I even talked about this, I believe, in my review of Origins, is that the gear slots for your weapons and bows could be very clunky because you could only have two. But especially with bows, melee weapons are more up to your fighting style. What do you like? Do you like to be quick with daggers and or like a short, a short sword, or do you want to really just like smack people with frying a heavy pans? Axe? That's what I said. Or a frying pan. <laughs> Where, and But then the bows in Origins would have – like there was the standard hunter bow. It was very satisfying to fire. It had a lot of power behind it. You could headshot an opponent with it and kill them in one hit. There were predator bows, which were more – which do a lot of damage, but they were very precise, basically a sniper bow. Right. There were quick bows, which could rapid fire shoot, which I Legolas really love those. Yeah, Legolas <laughs> style. There were ones that would have multiple arrows, so more of kind of a, a, a spread of arrows. Also Legolas style. Also Legolas style. <laughs> He's a man of the people. <laughs> but you could only have two bows equipped at a time. You could also only have two melee weapons equipped at, equipped at a time. But if you would get to a situation where you'd be like, you know what, I'd really love to be able to use this spread fire bow. You have to go into your inventory, deselect one, switch it out, then uh, use it. But yeah. then if you got into the fight and realized, oh, I don't like this bow, then you either have to die and start over if you just want a clean run or pause again, change it out. I don't like that either. I wasn't a big fan of mine. I got stuck with, you know, I pretty much would use either the hunter bow and the predator bow, but then every once in a while I would switch it up and have the predator bow and the quick fire bow. But what they did in changing this one is now the different bow types. There are different bows There's like that you can use. But the big thing now is like the Predator bow's ability of having the sniper where basically it does like a zoomed in rectical you, and you can try to get like a headshot. It's going to do way more damage if you get whatever you hit with it. That's now an ability, oh, an unlockable okay. ability, which you then have a, a place to a key binding. So you can use yeah. your normal bow activate the predator which counts and uses one of your overpower oh, okay. 
okay. slots, uh, overpower attack slots, and then you can use that ability. So that makes your sniping then a little bit more situational and strategic because yes. if you don't have your gauge fully charged, you, you have to be it. more conservative with those. Exactly. Okay, that's really interesting. So I really like that because it already is just one less thing you have to really customize and, ch- and change around or one less time you have to go to the inventory screen. This one does also go more into the RPG elements because, yes, you do have dialogue options. You do have a much more in-depth inventory and gear screen. You also have damage or attack values based on three different areas. Hunter, which is like your bow damage, warrior, swords, melee weapon damage, and then assassin damage. All your armor... Knifey damage? Yeah, stabby Ninja, stabs. Stabby stabs? <laughs> we'll just call those the stabby stabs. The stabby stabs. stab at damage points, yes. <laughs> uh, and so basically, what you'll do with that is your gear will affect different the attack values or okay. decrease the attack values. And then you can also earn these things called engravings, which then you can apply those to your armor, such as like a rune stone or something like that. Ooh, where you would see magic. In a, yeah, something like mm. that that you would see in a, you've seen in other RPGs. I have one right now that's well, plus 6% to all armor. Oh, okay. Ooh, very cool. Or there could be ones that are plus 2% to warrior damage. So I'm right now I'm kind of loading Cassandra out as being a hunter assassin. Okay. That's where her damage I is. I like that too. I do. It's really gratifying to be yeah. from a distance, take out dudes with headshots, sneak kill a couple other people, and stabby, then stabby. If, you get found, if you get found out, you can use your weapons as the last resort. I'm really enjoying that as a play yeah. style. And it makes, I mean, the game is called Assassin's Creed. I still like to kind of play the game stealthy as much as I can. It's not supposed to be played like Doom. <laughs> it's really not, but it's it gives not. you the option if you want to, which I think is great. Uh, you also then, like I said, you have dialogue options. You can romance characters in this one, which is a big difference. And I have a t- initiated a romance. Uh, to Betsy. I've Do tell. Uh, I mean, again, don't want to go too spoilery, but you meet this character in one of the, in a side quest fairly early on in the game. And I've I've begun my romances with her. I I have said I have told Would her you she say looked hello. No, it's like you help her out, and then you're talking to her on this beach after, and she's like going on about what she's trying to do, but she's like frustrated that she hasn't achieved her goals in life, basically kind of thing. And you and I was just like, you're looking pretty cute right now. That's what, that's basically like the, the dialogue option, and then she gets all you know blushed about it she's like oh I've, you know i mean and i loved cassandra's reply to it too that you could then pick because she's just like um normally i don't like she uh, the girls she says the moment she says i normally don't like it when people call me cute like that or you know and some of the, other things like that and cassandra, and cassandra replies with you're gonna learn to like a lot of things i call you <laughs> and i was like damn thanks thick <laughs> But no, this so, is the quality content I really wanted is. to see. It really Top is. Top tier, you guys. Top shelf. So oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it didn't go anywhere yet from this one interaction I've had, but it alluded that our paths would cross again. Very nice. So, Very yeah. nice. So excellent. A good start, sir. A yeah. good start. <laughs> I've also seen the other only other really thoughts I have at, at this point. Like I said, I'm super early in. Apparently, even really, I haven't finished the introduction to the what game is yet. considered the intro yeah. yeah apparently though from what i've read in other places it's if you just did main story it's like three four hours in okay that's how much the introduction takes okay. place and you so i've played I, i've been doing all the side i've right. pretty much been in the first main area you fit you start the game in i've been doing all side quests locations and things within that thing because i just Good. really want to get a feel for the game of course and obviously all the standard assassin's creed things are there in the case of like you go to viewpoints to synchronize and reveal more 
map locations of different things you can do. Obviously, your assassinations, all this other stuff. Um, the big, I think that, and really, I really think that is pretty much it. I've been seeing a lot of people who complained about the progression feeling very grindy. Really? And, yeah. And they even have, because, you know, we live in this age of microgenous actions when those are a thing now, and it's dumb. But still, again, there is a micro, uh, thing you can buy for extra. I think it's like $10, but is a permanent XP boost, basically. So for people who feel like it is too grindy. But I honestly don't. But for me, though, again, it's your money. You can choose to buy that if you want. People are probably buying it, so you'll be soft, smart on them to, I guess, to make a little extra money on the uh, side. I 100% but disagree. Still, uh, for those of you that aren't watching the video and can't see the face I just made, <laughs> I think it is absolute bullshit to have a permanent XP boost be purchasable. It doesn't, but oh, the thing is, it's, I not, hate that. it's not multiplayer. It's not mm. going to affect my progress mm. in any way for but the people still, who buy it. still, it's so dumb. I understand that, I understand, yes, mm. to, it, it is dumb, but no. at this point, though, with the microtransactions and different stuff like that and DLC and all the random purchases you can make, it, it's going to stay for a while, so it doesn't make me do me any good to stay mad at it. They should have just made some new hot outfits for Cassandra. Oh, I'm sure they're going to make plenty Dude, of hot outfits bought, for Cassandra. Yeah. Jeez. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about, Don't worry that. about that. I want her to have like an Athena outfit. I'm sure there Ooh, will be Or one. like Artemis. That'd be Ooh. fun. Artemis is the huntress, of course. Uh, yes. As I'm sure you know, I good do. sir. I yes. do know that, yes. You've I'm played familiar with many the... a civilization. I, had, I have indeed. <laughs> but, but so no, I mean, so that is a thing. But honestly, it doesn't feel grindy to me. I'm already level six, uh, almost level seven, and I... So that's about a level an hour with how much time I've played. Yeah, that's that bad. seems pretty fair to me. Yeah. And honestly, I like a good, if especially if it's a game like Assassin's Creed that I know I'm going to be spending a crap load of time in anyway. Apparently the total for just story is like 50 hours. If I'm going to be spending a lot of time in it, I beat, I platinumed Origins in 78 hours, I want to say. So that's story, all locations, all side quests, you know, different things like that. So I'm anticipating spending at least 80 to 100 hours in this game. Yeah, I don't want to cap out at the within the first 20 hours. I, I Maybe you won't, and maybe it's because people are complaining that it starts to feel... Maybe, this is just my guess, maybe it does start to feel grindy at the higher levels. Like, maybe that's what people are saying is the problem. See, what I read, and I believe it was a Polygon article that I was reading about, is basically it's like 15 hours in is when it gets good kind of thing, which I'm like, what? It's I'm, already I'm good. It. Yeah. I'm already romancing a lady. It's know, already it's, it's a already great up game. To, I know that's one of those things. It's like uh, eye of the beholder, basically. You know, everybody's going to have a different opinion as they play it. But I'm like, I'm I'm into it. I'm loving it. It already it takes all the great things of Origins and all the great changes of Origins that I loved, putting them into the new package and improving them further. Yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, call it call it McDonald's. Call it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's, it's so it, this I'm, is a Burger King I'm, household. <laughs> Burger King sucks. <laughs> you kidding me? Oh, they call man. it a Whopper, and it's like this big. Well, that's the Whopper Junior, dummy. I, I, their burgers are tiny. I'm Anyways. Just, <laughs> neither of you know there, but I'm throwing it out there. Their burgers are tiny and crap. I don't think they have McDonald's in ancient Greece. Nah, it hadn't, no. come, it hadn't come over. It hasn't come over yet. It hasn't come over the seas yet. <laughs> they did already have McDonald's in America back in that time frame. Yeah, absolutely. You know, pre-colonization. Yeah. McDonald's was already Pre-pilgrims. Here. Yeah, pre-pilgrims. It's all here. Native American times. McDonald's. Yeah. There you go. But uh, let me think here. 
I really think that was it. I mean, I, like I said, story-wise, it's great. I'm really excited for where it's going. I'm really excited to get into especially more the naval side of things, which seems to have – it's going to be way more in-depth, similar to Assassin's Creed Black Flag, Damn. which was a very – Black Flag was great. Mm-hmm. I really love Black Flag. This one, in Origins, that you could get on a boat, and you could get on a boat to kind of get around faster to different areas. Instead of walking across the land, you could get on – or, you know – you could jump on a boat, just go across the top, different things like that. This one, because you're in these the islands of Greece, you're you have to get on a boat a lot more, which I feel like is a great way to kind of force the player to do that rather yeah. than just be like, I'm just gonna fast travel. Nah, get on a boat. Go do some stuff on a boat. Go sink another big boat. Get into a naval warfare. I really hope that in a DLC package they give you like a pool noodle and you can just like paddle across <laughs> really slow. Just be like, here I go. Just dog paddle it. But yeah, I'm having a blast with it. I'm really excited to get more into it. I might play a little bit more tonight after I finish editing up this episode. Very you never well know. In. But yeah, it's it's a great game. I'm really excited to get into it. Obviously, once we finish up, uh, once I finish up, we'll circle back around As with both of these games, especially too. You know, if we with Mario Party and Assassin's Creed as we play them more we'll circle back around do a full final review give you like our score for it and all that but i have no reason to believe at this point that i'm not going to enjoy every minute i play yeah so all right there you go very good very good i'm excited to see where cassandra Ryan winds up oh i'll, I'll fill you in i'll keep you in on yeah all the details. i really want to know who her ultimate waifu is yes. or hazubando oh, i don't want to make assumptions that's true just you know Whoever feels right. Whoever, that's right. Whoever feels right. Whoever feels right. There you go. That's where I'm going to go with that. All of them. (laughs) Just juggling all the relationships. It's ancient Greece, damn it. You can do whatever you want. I mean, that's not far off, in fact. It's not far off. (laughs) That's the one historically accurate thing they kept in this game. (laughs) All right. Well, before we wrap up this episode, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight, which in the spirit of Halloween and Spooktober. Spooktober. Come on. Isn't that what it's called? It's Hauntober. I'm just kidding. I don't think anybody says that. (laughs) Making crap up. (laughs) But the game that we're going to be doing the music from today was suggested to us by our good friend Brandon. It is Primal Eye from the game Parasite Eve, a a PlayStation game. It is composed by Yoko Shimomura. And from what we have listened to it, it is very, it's got that classic horror piano in it. It's really nice and creepy. It's a good track. Piano. When done right in horror music is great. Obviously, well, like there's the Halloween yeah. theme, the yeah, main like yeah, Halloween exactly. theme, and I think that's why it's always the piano in the old house that is like the haunted instrument. It's never like a haunted saxophone. Yeah, no, it's always a piano. <laughs> it's saxophone. <laughs> Whoa, man! Let's <laughs> start playing. Or like a kid's xylophone. That's never what it yeah, is. No, it's no, always no, no, a, piano. It's a piano. It's the most sinister of the musical instruments. It really is, and paired well in a, in a good horror atmosphere. It can, has great results. Indeed. And that is the case with Primal went to sleep. Primal Eye from Parasite, Parasite Eve. Eve. <laughs> so stick around after the close to listen to that. But that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Fare thee well. A little sneak peek. Next week's episode will be a first impressions of going more into Black Ops 4 because it's coming out this Friday. Boom. I'm so excited for that one. You I'm, should be. I'm like, like I said, I feel the same amount of excitement for this one because as I did for Origins, but just in Call of Duty instead of Assassin's Creed because I feel different like they're, they're trying out different things. They're doing different stuff with it. They're taking the chance by not having the campaign, which I'm really interested in a campaign in it. I forgot about which that. Which I'm very interested to see how that like affects the feel for yeah. it and everything. I mean, obviously, I already talked about the Blackout Battle Royale mode that they had, which is so good so far. 
I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm going to be ready to talk about it to everybody next week's episode. So look forward to that. But until next time, again, I'm Jerry Wilson. This is Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Stay